Hello and welcome to Don't Talk About It. I'm your host, Dean D, and today we do not have a guest. I am a little bummed out because I really wanted to have her on the show, but I completely understand. And it brings us to today's topic, the unexpected. So my good friend is a healthcare provider who works in a clinic setting. So, a lot of unexpected things happening all the time. Like knowing your schedule and then having it changed. Or somebody is very stable and then all of a sudden they're not. There's constantly things that are thrown at us that are unexpected. And I feel like if you're somebody who is in any line of work, you're always having unexpected things happening on the job. But you're also somebody who does this in your day-to-day life. And you have unexpected things happening in your personal life all the time, too. So how do we respond to it? How do we influence it? Can we make a difference? And it kind of led me a bit onto this topic that I'd, I've been trying to balance this year, which is affecting your environment or having your environment affect you. And I feel like stress is one of those areas that controls us really quickly. It just grabs a hold of us and takes control. Or does it have to? And that has been a lot of practice for this year. The year of the unexpected. So my good friend T is somebody who has had her whole life flip upside down. You know, she really, really, really wanted to get into a healthcare setting where she feels like she can be making a difference, providing a good level of care so that the person who's coming in who's sick is getting a really great experience. And her whole world has gotten flipped upside down with COVID with protocols, with PPE every day. I mean, her, anybody in, in a healthcare setting right now is just experiencing moment-to-moment notice flips. Can't really bank on anything. Or can you? So, jumping back onto the unexpected. I want to go over a few things of how I manage it, how I handle it, and a little bit of the hypocrisy behind it too, because being a wellness professional, I am somebody who constantly preaches about balance and about well-being and about controlling your environment within you, which is your mind, because if you can influence your environment in your mind, then you can influence the action that you take in the external environment, which is the world. And it feels like 
those tables back and forth turn. And sometimes we are controlling our environment and influencing it because of our mental consciousness, awareness, and balance. Or there's that other flip where it feels like sometimes the environment is throwing so much at us that we just can't handle it. And those moments of that unexpected, those moments of breaking down and hitting your point where your stress is so much that you're ready to hit a wall. Literally. You're so mad because of the overwhelming external input from your boss, from your husband, from your wife, from your kids, from the constant day-to-day changes. And how do we manage those unexpected stressors that constantly get thrown at us? And I think it comes, for me, from looking inward. And we're going to go through a couple of these examples today of little tips that work for me, and I hope they work for you too. I think they should. If you give them a try and you commit. So here we go. The first one is physical. Like I said, hit a wall. You hit that point where you want to hit a wall. Don't don't hit a wall. You're going to break your hand. But it physical might be an outlet for you. Because what happens is something happens in our environment, which is that external influence. It generates a reaction in us, which causes our stress, our level to go up. And then our emotions get super out of hand. And then we try to control them. And sometimes we can't, so we have to, like, release it. So if physical is your releasing point, if that's what works for you, then go with that. And here's some examples on it. I remember one time I got so mad. And I just felt like all this rage inside. I was going through a a fight with my wife. I was being a total dick. I just was being set in my ways about something, and I was being uncontrollable when it came to trying to reason and understand. And I just was so mad because I felt, like, hurt, and I felt attacked. And I remember going into the living room and just, like, picking up a pillow and punching it, and then instantly feeling a little bit better. And I realized that there's two ways to affect your environment yourself and have that whole thing cycle through so physical is my outlet when something is too much so it's my reaction so for me i go take a walk or in that case hit a pillow got really mad hit a pillow maybe the other thing i do is if i'm sitting in my office and i can't really go take a walk maybe i can just get up out of my seat maybe i can walk in place Maybe I can do some air punching, you know, punching it out in the air, just pretending. But releasing that energy, if physical buildup is where you find yourself wanting to release through, there's a lot of options for that. 
but there's also preventative options too. So the preventative side of that is if you're somebody who sits in an office all day, maybe you have pent up energy. And if you walked, you know, five minutes every day, or maybe you may, if you're on the phone every day, maybe you make a point to bring, get a headset or bring headphones and you can get up and pace back and forth in your office or march in place or even just stand up. But if physical is your release, you can do things to influence it so that when those unexpected environmental factors come into play, you don't react as hard. So there's reactionary, and then there's more of these, I don't want to say preventative, but they're almost like preventative measures, but they're not going to prevent it from not happening. What they're going to do is reduce the level of your reactionary response if you have a better, well-rounded mind. And you're practicing these things daily. So if physical is your outlet, then daily practices of walking, getting things out there, releasing it. Maybe you wake up every morning and do some yoga. If physical is your outlet, start with preventative daily practices. If you don't have time for that, know your reactionary outlets. However, you're going to want to start getting into those preventative measures. You don't always want to be in a reaction state of mind. But know both. Know what helps you calm down your reaction levels and know what you need to do when you hit those reaction levels because the stress is too much. So maybe it's hit a pillow. Maybe it's take a walk, march in place, do some push-ups, but get that pent-up energy out of there. So the next one that we move into is spiritual. Maybe when you get overwhelmed, your outlet is to pray about it. And I know I've talked some things about action and taking action, but praying itself is an action if it's a release outlet for you. And it makes you feel empowered to take that action. So if you have an overwhelming stress and environmental factor that comes into play, like you're supposed to be, you know, babysitting the kids and um, they're really late getting picked up. And you're like, what am I going to do about this? If praying about it or meditating about it or going to a window and looking out and staring at a tree or a sunset or something that is meditative and spiritual. If that is your outlet that allows you to focus yourself, to take an action, which is how am I going to affect this environment now that the kids are not getting picked up on time? What does that mean? So if your outlet is worry, you know, you're worrying about them not being there on time and your outlet is to pray about it, then that allows you to pray about them being there on time or meditating about it, whatever gets you that release point to reduce your stress so that you can take an action. Now what am I going to do? 
but we have to calm down that initial response to that external stress factor. And so the preventative measure is maybe you spend every day going by a window and looking out it and just staring and thinking for a minute about what you're worried about. Realizing how you can influence it. Realizing how you cannot influence it. Daily practices influence how much we react. The other one for me is social. A lot of times when I get overwhelmed, I need some social support from a friend, from a loved one. So, for example, I was at work. This was earlier this year. Um, and my job role changed pretty much when COVID hit. On the spot, my job role changed. And I just went through the roof with my stress. Like, I felt like I had no control over how I spent my time at work. I was hired to do a job, and then I was instantly being told that the job I was hired for is no longer my job. And we just need you to sign this updated job description. And that is an external factor that I cannot influence. But I can influence my response to it. And I can change that external environment by going and getting a different job somewhere else. So I don't have to respond to that every day. But we're talking about the reactionary measure right now. So for my social side, it was venting. I was so upset about this, I called a friend and just was like, hey, can I take two minutes of your time? I just need to vent. And I did. I bitched up a storm for almost a whole two minutes. And then he said to me, you know, Dean, I had something very similar happen to me. I was hurt. And I ended up leaving the company over it because I realized that my environment is the most important thing to me. And when I am in an environment where I'm constantly getting hammered with these stressors, it made me question, is this the environment I wanted to be in? And it led him to a different job. So his support, his social support, allowed me to come back to my job with a different mindset, a different perspective, and I can look at what was happening without that heightened level of stress influencing my decisions, my reactions. Because we all have things that happen all the time. And for me, what causes my biggest stress is where I spent some time really focusing. It reminds me a bit of like the broken leg. You can either go to the doctor and get it fixed, or you can just take painkillers and it won't hurt. But it really doesn't fix the problem. So covering it up sometimes doesn't actually fix it. 
So instead of just constantly reacting to stress, reacting to stress, reacting to stress through these different outlets, maybe it's a hobby for you. Maybe when you get stressed, you pull out your knitting needles and you just spend 30 seconds to a minute knitting just an outlet of focus. But can you see how the whole thing comes full circle when our the environment that we're in and what we do as our precursors, our awareness, our practices, give us these perspectives to control our stressors a bit more, influence them a bit more, so that our reaction to them is different. We're not so overwhelmed. We can look at the situation with a clearer perspective. It almost reminds me a little bit of like CPR. You know, somebody goes down, their heart stops. And if everybody is just screaming at each other, oh my God, oh my God, call 911, call 911, nothing happens. The person just lays there. 911 doesn't get called because everybody is screaming to do something. Their reaction to it. They're reacting to it. It's overwhelming. The stress is too much. They can't think clearly. But you look at like a first responder. Somebody like T. How do they handle that? If somebody drops to the ground, what do they do? They have a protocol. They call 911. They start CPR. They get an AED. They go through their process. Why? Because they've practiced it. That example applies to your life in so many different ways. Being educated about the environment that stresses you out will help you react. So you take somebody like a paramedic who's geared up for that environment, who knows themselves, knows their perspective, knows what they need to do. They handle that stressor so much better. And it allows their actions to be clear, concise, and productive. The same thing happens to your personal life. A friend of mine had something happen similar to me where her job description changed. And they're like, oh, just sign this. She called invented to a friend as well. Her husband. But she spent 45 minutes on the phone with him at the end of the day. And then that added her whole night an extra 45 minutes. And she was constantly stressed and constantly stressed and constantly stressed. So an outlet needs to be understood. Because it's supposed to be helpful for you to take an action. Like I had a two-minute venting session. I released it. I felt great. I had a clear head. I knew my action that I was going to take for this stressor, and I moved forward. She spent 45 minutes on the phone, and when she got off the phone, she had the same level of stress, if not heightened. Because her outlet was not an outlet. She was screaming to call 911, and as the person got worse... Her reaction to the stress got worse. 
And so outlets are great, but don't let them turn into crutches. They need to be responsible for you to take an action. And understand that a lot of times the stressors that we influence come from ourselves. Putting expectations like 9 to 5. You're supposed to work 9 to 5. And I'm in an administrative job. If I have the expectation that I am always leaving work by 5 o'clock, I am always going to be stressed out. Because I never leave work by 5 o'clock. But I understood accepting this job and getting into an administrative role. That 9 to 5 was kind of like a, a speed sign. It's, you know, it might say... 55, but it's kind of a suggestion. It's not really. We, sometimes we do 60, 61, 62. Those are kind of the hours. That's the way I look at it. Because I enjoy what I do. I enjoy my time there. And I'm influencing things. So for, if for me, if I put the expectation that 9 to 5 is always going to happen, then I'm always going to be stressed out. But understanding that I accepted a job that will have fluctuating hours and that I need to do daily practices to respond to those. Like, for example, not making an appointment at 5.15. So that it's like, if I know I'm going to be late coming out of work, maybe I make the appointment for 6 or 5.30. So I give myself a little more grace because I'm aware that my job is going to change. So I can influence the action I take. Because the thought that I have now is going to influence the action that I take and is going to directly influence a sequence of events that will follow. So do you want that initial action to be a blinded, stress reaction or do we use our outlets do we use our preventative measures to try to realize that we can control our environment a bit more take breathing for example taking deep breaths when you get overwhelmed people tell you breathe deep Feel better? Yeah, you do. Why? Because it redirects your focus. It brings it back into you. It calms you down. It changes your direction. We can directly influence the way we respond to stress. Taking deep breaths will calm down our heart rate on a physical level. When the anxiety hits, when we get stressed, we take deep breaths, our heart rate drops, and we start to calm down. We can also do this on a mental level, too. Taking deep breaths through your mind. So, if we know how to breathe, that's the preventative measure. 
that we're practicing. Because if I practice my breathing every day, then my what I start to notice is my heart rate doesn't jump up as high for each one of those stressor environments. So now I'm directly influencing my reaction. And I'm decreasing my reaction to those stressors by my daily practices of preventative measures. So we do this through breathing as the example. So as I get more familiar with deep breaths and deep breathing, I start to realize as those stressors come into play, I'm already breathing deep before I think about it. My heart rate doesn't jump up as high. And my next action, my reaction to that stress, is now more clear, more concise, more effective. And the stress is reduced. We can apply the same physiological response to our brain. And we can control the way that we react to those stress factors that come in from our external environment. Because the realization is we cannot control our external environment at all. But we can directly influence it by the action that we take. And you need to have a clear and concise point of view so that we're reacting not through stress. It's a crazy concept, but it actually works. I've been practicing it a lot this year. I had a moment where I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be a hypocrite. I've been teaching wellness my whole life, and now I really have to use it. I really have to take these six dimensions and practice them, find my different outlets in each one of them. Maybe not all of them work for me. How do I handle my emotional side? How do I react to my stressors? Because guess what? There are always going to be unexpected things happening all the time. But I think the biggest lie that I was at least told was that there was nothing I could do about it. And I'm realizing, especially this year, that that can't be further from the truth. We can directly influence how we respond to stress. But it starts with knowing and empowering ourselves to do so. And then working through some of those practices. You know, hit a pillow, don't hit a wall. If you hit a wall, break your hand. Probably going to break the wall too. It's going to cost money. Bad reaction. Hit a pillow, feels good. Stress is gone, pillow's fine. So good, good reactions. Not negative reactions. Think about what you can do to influence your environment directly. And influence yourself. And have realistic expectations of what you can and cannot control. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your ears. Stay tuned. We've got more next week.